Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We have been studying through the book of 1 Peter now for, this would be the 19th podcast in this series, and we have one more to go after this one. Throughout this study, we have learned that Peter is encouraging a group of people who are in the midst of suffering, escalating suffering. He is not only giving them words of encouragement, but he's instructing them how to live through that time of suffering. Well, we come to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11 today, and Peter is kind of giving some last words, some last instructions on how to live well in suffering. So let's look at verse 6. It says this, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Now, again, and perhaps for the last time, I'm going to say, therefore, is there for a reason. And therefore, is referring back to verse 5, where uh, the people are instructed to clothe themselves with humility toward one another. And in light of that, verse 6, therefore, since you've been told that you should clothe yourselves in humility toward one another, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That uh, injunction there is to uh, submit themselves to God's plan and God's purpose. We don't always see what God is doing. We don't always see the full picture. Matter of fact, we rarely see the full picture. But we know this. We know that God is good and that God is working. And humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand. That word mighty just kind of jumped off the page at me because it reminds me of whom I am humbling myself before. This is the Almighty God, the the God who is the eternal I Am, the God who uh, Almighty is all-powerful, the God who uh, has a a plan, and His plan is far better than, than my silly little plan. So when I humble myself under God's mighty hand, I am saying that you know what's best, Almighty God, and particularly when I'm in the middle of suffering, when I'm hurting. And I I may be talking to someone today. You, You may not be undergoing persecution, per se, for your faith, or you may be. You may be uh, kind of ostracized at, at work or in the neighborhood because of your love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you may be going through some other kind of suffering, physical suffering, emotional suffering. Perhaps you're in a, in a tough relationship and, and you're hurting there uh, or you're struggling financially or, or whatever and, you, and you're, you're suffering under that burden. Uh, God says this. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand. Submit yourself to His plan and purpose. And the rest of that verse says that in, in, in the proper time, God will exalt you. And so, literally, God is saying in, in His time, exaltation comes. Hang in there. Uh, these are words of comfort to those of us who are, are suffering at some level. 
in God's time, in due time, exaltation is coming. You'll, you'll, you'll come through this, and, and it, it'll be okay in God's time. Well, verse 7 says this, Casting all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. That word casting there, according to Dr. John MacArthur in his study Bible, it means to throw something on something, as in throwing a blanket on a donkey. And, and that word was used back in Luke chapter 19, verse 35, throwing a, a blanket on a donkey. And so, casting all of your anxiety, all of your cares, throwing those, it says, casting all of your cares, anxiety, on Him, on, on Almighty God. And so, God is calling us to take all of our cares, all of our challenges, all of our concerns, to Him, to our Father, to, to the Father who cares about us. <clears throat> because it says, for He cares for you. God cares for His children. God is not way off removed. God is not cold and uncaring. God is a God who has emotion. God is a God of compassion, of loving kindness. There are so many scriptures through, throughout the Word of God that that remind us that God really cares about His children, those of us who are Christ followers, those of us who have submitted ourselves to the gospel and, and have, have repented and have trusted in the Lord. God cares for us. And so we're called on here to cast all of our anxiety on Him. And, and uh, this world produces anxiety, doesn't it? And what are you anxious about today? What has you under stress? What has you burdened down? And, and again, unlike these dear ones here in, in uh, 1 Peter that he is writing to, you, you may not be under direct attack in terms of your faith, but, but uh, whatever your anxiety is, whatever your situation is, God wants us to throw it on him like throwing a blanket on a donkey. Just cast it over on him because God's shoulders are big enough to take it. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Many of you know that. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And so, uh, in, in our path of life, it, there are ups and downs. There are rough and rocky places along the path of life. But if we trust in Him with all of our heart, if we don't try to do it our way, not leaning to our own understanding, He is in the process of directing our path. And so, we need to trust Him and cast our cares cares on him. Well, verse 8 says this, be of sober, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And here, be of sober mind uh, and and of sober spirit, be on the alert. He's calling us to keep a clear-headed, a clear-hearted perspective on the danger of falling prey to Satan's attacks. We need to understand that we do have a real enemy who, who wants to bring us down if he could. Now, let me just stop right here and say, we know that Satan can only do what we allow, and we also know that Satan can never, 
ever break up or destroy or take away our relationship with Almighty God. We already know that. So, uh, what, but what we also need to know is there is, according to Ephesians chapter 4, the opportunity for us to give the devil an opportunity in our lives. It's, it's like, do not give the devil an opportunity is what Ephesians chapter 4 says. And, and I like to think of it in this terms. Don't open the door a crack. Don't give the devil a toehold in your life because if you do, He'll want a little bit more ground and a little bit more ground. And before you know it, he is full blown in into your life and he is building a fort in your life. He's building in your life uh, something that you don't want to be there. So, for example, if you um, open your your life to um, taking one illegal drug to to uh, take down anxiety that you're feeling. You know, you're leaning to your own understanding. You take that one, and that one, Satan says, okay, now I've got it. I've got an opportunity here, and I'm going to just, I'm going to let a little more pressure come in and because, and whisper in your ear, hey, uh, another couple pills won't matter. And, and before you know it, you're in full-blown addiction. Satan has, has built a fort in your life. Now, you've got to know that all, Almighty God loves you, and he cares about you. But the warning here is, understand that Satan is looking to devour us at the level that he can. He wants to bring us down. He wants to neutralize us. He wants to uh, 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 bring us to a point where he's accusing us. <clears throat> but verse 9 says this, But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. We are called on... To resist the devil. Now, how do we do that? The way we resist the devil is not by speaking directly to him and and uh, <clears throat> and doing those kinds of things, uh, but rather we resist him firm in our faith. And 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 where does our faith comes come from? It comes from the Word of God. Through the truths of the Word of God, by living out the truths of the Word of God. By living in obedience to Almighty God, we are able to resist the devil. That's how we do it. Uh, and then he says, keep in mind that you're not the only one going through this. Know that there are others that are ex having the same experiences of suffering. Other brothers and sisters in the world that are going through that. So, uh, continue to resist the enemy who is coming against you through this suffering and would love to get a toehold in your life. But don't let him do it. And the way you don't let him do it is by obeying God. When he says, take that drug to, to uh, 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 make yourself feel better. And I'm not talking about something that's legitimately uh, prescribed by a doctor and going through those kinds of things. Please understand that. I'm just using that as an example. But don't give the devil a toehold. Obey God. Go God's way. That's how we resist, resist the devil. And then verse 10 says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Oh, I love that. God's overriding purpose is being fulfilled in our lives. After you've suffered a while, God will do this. The God of all grace. God's grace is sufficient through whatever we go through. And when you're in that moment, God's grace will be there. 
I don't have dying grace at this moment because at this moment, as far as I know, I'm not dying. But when it comes to that point, God's grace will be sufficient. The God of all grace who called you, it says his ultimate plan. He called us to eternal glory. That's God's ultimate plan. It will not be thwarted. It will not be taken down. God's ultimate plan is there. Will himself strengthen us and and will uh, establish us and perfect us and confirm us. God is in the process of maturing us and making us like Christ. And it's going to happen. And he uses suffering. He allows that suffering to come in our lives. He loves us. It's like going to the gym and working out. That resistance builds muscles. And the resistance that you're going through right now will make you more like Jesus as you humble yourself under God's mighty hand and submit to his plan. Verse 11 wraps up by saying, To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. And dominion is authority. We acknowledge God's sovereign authority in our lives. Even in the midst of suffering, God is there and God's authority is at work. Well, I hope today has encouraged your heart. And and I hope that you'll come back for this one last podcast on the book of 1 Peter. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.